Those of you playing the game tonight and those of you at home, do you remember a short-lived show from the 80s called Cheers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> short-lived. Is that, the, is that the show that stars Theodore Danson? It sure does. <laughs> Grant Berger. <laughs> Theodore Danson the first. Well, we're watching uh, I was trying it now. To, are you? I was, it was a little misdirect, short-lived. No, uh, obviously one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. And if you disagree with that, the Matthews of the world, uh, you cannot disagree <laughs> with the fact that it I, is uh, one of the Cheers. most successful. Why would you think yeah, I don't I like feel Cheers? like you'd have something against Cheers. They did something that you don't agree with. You didn't like Norm. Maybe you didn't like Cliff. Why wouldn't you like Norm or Cliff? Uh, you'd find a reason. Well, see, I, I have, have no doubt that if you rewatched it, Matthew, I'm sure you would I'm have sure, I'm sure it feels dated, but I haven't watched it in many years. So <laughs> it's, I mean, a what, 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 it's a show about a Boston baseball player in the 80s. And I don't know. I don't think a Boston baseball team really did anything remarkable, particularly not in the year 1986. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny guy brought jokes to side by side. This is my intro, Matthew. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, going through my pilot writing phase, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch some of the classics. And everyone always says the, the, the pilot to Cheers is one of the best ever written. I was like, all right, great. I'll just, I'll go back to there. Cause I'm sure I watched it when I was a kid, uh, but I don't remember it. And it was on YouTube in like four parts at the time. And so I watched it and it is a perfect pilot episode of a TV series. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I'll they, have to go back and watch it. Oh, it's so, it's 22 minutes and they create, you know, you see all the characters, uh, the main characters, all of what the conflict is, the whole setup, what the franchise is. It's just a, an unbelievable pilot. Is Frazier in there? Uh, yeah, no. Frazier's in, no, he's no, on the first not one. The pilot. Uh, no, because he, he comes later. Didn't have all the characters. Gah! He came. In, did he come in and later in that first season, or not until the second season? No, I think I think he was in second season. I think he came. Oh, in okay. Season. Well, that's fine. Because there was an off-screen rivalry between Kelsey Grammer and Shelley Duvall, right? Or wasn't that, that the whole thing? Shelley Duvall. What would that affect not Shelley anything? Du- not Shelley Duvall. Uh, <laughs> Shelley Long. Shelley Long. Shelley Long. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. I was thinking fairy tale theater. Uh, <laughs> yes, they were filming across the lot. It really caused a lot of problems on the Cheers set. <laughs> but wasn't there wasn't there a whole thing like she she didn't like him and he didn't like her and that was one well, of the she, reasons she left. She seemed like she had some issues uh, across the board and she left the show. And this is really getting to my point, Matthew. Cheers at the height of its success, lost coach the actor that played coach died, uh, and then uh, Shelley Long left the show and they replaced him with uh, Woody. Uh, uh, playing Woody, Woody Harrelson playing Woody, and uh, Kirstie Alley playing uh, why her name's escaping me right now, Skid. Who? Who? Kirstie oh, Alley. Alley yeah. Diane was Shelley Long, right? Right. And sh- what, what was Kirstie Alley's character's name? Skid? Yeah, Rebecca. Rebecca Howe. That's Rebecca right. Howe. Right. Rebecca okay. Howe. Replace them, and the show never lost a beat. What I'm trying to get to is side quest side chess is the cheers of role playing games. <laughs> oh my god! This what is I'm where trying I'm trying to. No, I know Matthew didn't like that. This is what I'm getting at. Listen, I didn't. It, it's right there for all of us to see. I'm just saying it aloud. Okay, everyone's thinking it. I'm just connecting the dots for you guys and all of you looking at home because everybody's been thinking about that all week. Like, oh my god, SQSS is the cheers of RPG live shows. Well, thank we- you. Which one of us is Eddie? Because I'm a little worried. Who's Eddie? Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas. Why can't I picture an Eddie? He was Carla's Car- husband. Carla's husband. 
and oh, he got fired God. from the show. Of all the, the characters show. you picked, Eddie, because he get he got he got fired so unceremoniously. That's what was my point. Like, who, oh. which one of us is going to get dumped? Grant. Yes, <laughs> Grant. Yes. Eddie. Uh, based off of behavior, it's not Grant. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Grant yeah. is the uh, Gary's old time tavern of SideQuest Side <laughs> That I can. <laughs> so funny that so many of our viewers are like in their twenties. They're like, "What's what's a Cheers?" <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like I want to hear from them who who they think each of us is character wise. I'd rather not. Let's move on. I, I, no, I think Skid can nail this. Uh, yeah, Skid. Who are we all? Uh, I'm probably Cliff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full of facts and factoids. Yeah. Yes. Grant is Norm. <laughs> oh, Grant's a Norm. Grant. Uh, Grant. Troy is Sam because he was a bartender. <clears throat> and Joe is Woody. Joe's Woody. <laughs> and who am I? Oh, Matthew is Carla's husband. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's Lilith. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew is Lilith. Is Lilith. <laughs> really? That's what yeah. I was thinking. I just couldn't think of the name. I thought you were going to say Frazier, but Lilith is Matthew is so Lilith. Much better. Oh, it's so much better than Frazier. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> well, now I just want to watch Cheers. How are you guys doing tonight? I just got back in town. I've been uh, been out of town all uh, since Monday up in Lake Placid, one of my wife and my favorite places in the world to go. Just got back today, and I get to come home and play with my best buds. How are you I'm guys very doing? Excited. I'm fantastic. When do I'm, you I'm also very excited to play tonight. I think it has something to do with last week's sesh. But tonight, sesh, I'm like, yeah. let's get into it. I'm very, I'm very excited. <laughs> Uh, I had a great time last week, and we didn't uh, we didn't play at all this week. This is our first time playing this week, so yeah. I feel fresh. And last week play. we played. Well, we had a meeting Tuesday night. Then we played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was a brutal week. I mean, uh, not all of us played all of those days, but brutal week. And then we stepped back, and now it's like, all right, ready to play again. We need a little <laughs> palate cleansing, few days off. Uh, Matthew, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm a little tired. Last week was. Uh it was busy. I thought this week was going to be less busy. It turned out not to be true. No, no. How are you? I'm good. Well, Matthew, you must be excited. You released your podcast, man. Good. Hey, you released a podcast. Yes. Hey. You climbing up the charts? Climbing up the charts. Uh, what yeah, uh, what category? Uh, fiction. Drama. All right, good. Not competing. Otherwise, of no, that's, I'd make you stop talking about You'd it. You'd be in breach of contract. <laughs> Forfeit your shares. I, I had to get. I had to get explicit. I had to get explicit email assent from the board to uh, written permission, <laughs> of which I am. I had to recuse myself from the vote, of course. But uh, yes, and you still barely won three to two. Yeah. <laughs> right, and as usual, you got uh, votes from Troy and I and Skid, and then Grant voted two weeks later. <laughs> I had to think about it. You guys are just willy-nilly authorizing podcasts left and right. And that's the problem with this enterprise, first off. Secondly. It did release. uh, Yeah, we cracked the top 20 in fiction podcasts. Uh, Nice. Got more content coming out at midnight. Nice. I listened to it all today. It's really good. I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes. It's a, what's um, the name of the city? It's Mastavia. Asta- yeah, I'm. I'm super curious. Um, it's a very good mystery kind of thing going on. The the voice actors are amazing. 
Uh, yes. Really exciting. We, we just discovered right before we went out on air that one of the actors who is a really close friend of mine and is also a writer was Joe's former client. Yes. Oh, that's who you're talking about. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and uh, not just any client, but a client who I just loved. I mean, we got along great. We worked on a lot of stuff together. Um, I Let's be honest. I had a lot of clients I barely ever talked to <laughs> because they just didn't work that much. And she worked and she was easy and was, I mean, hustling and just a great talent. I loved working with her. Tomorrow, I'm hanging Ebony out. Ebony Booth, by the way. Yes, Ebony, Ebony Booth. Booth. I'm hanging out with another one of Joe's former clients tomorrow. Going that's pumpkin right. patch picking. That's right. You're picking an entire patch? Yep. That's why they brought me. <laughs> pumpkin I'm not friends with picking? any of them. Yeah, uh, they're just there to they, just, they just drive him from pumpkin patch to pumpkin patch, and then Grant goes, uh, <laughs> that one. Grant wants pumpkin patch. <laughs> Grant, no, you, Grant, you only take one pumpkin, not the entire patch. <laughs> uh, we went today. I went today with the kids. Took them to the pumpkin patch. Picked a couple pumpkins, carved a jack-o'-lantern today. Classic. Classic. It was the first one I've carved in at least 25 years. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I don't, it's not like a, a tradition for me as an adult. And so oh. now, that, now that the kids are old enough, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. It's we had great. a good time. Do you do the whole thing like, ah, I'm killing it. Look at its brains. <laughs> Look at no, its I, dead now. Oh, I didn't even think of and that. We shall light its skull time. to scare other pumpkins from our porch. <laughs> You know, I didn't say all that, but when I cut the top off and pulled it out, it looked like something out of Alien. And I pulled it out and I did go like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And both Glenn and Joe were like, ah. (laughs) Joe, honestly scared Gwen like screaming and laughing and then started running around but Joe was like honestly scared I'll say oh, I'm sorry buddy I'm sorry buddy just mess with you <laughs> throw it at him <laughs> what Grant, design did you do yeah what'd you do did you do a classic uh, tri- two triangles triangle for eyes. eyes triangle nose triangle eyes triangle nose Dang smiley face five teeth just a classic because Gwen wanted the smiley face right. she was like I wanted to be nice I was like okay smiley face jack-o'-lantern standard standard issue Classic. I thought you'd do like a cheese whiz bottle or a <laughs> yes, an easy cheese bottle, just <laughs> and a cracker and a Ritz cracker, a loaf of Philadelphia bread. Uh, Grant, tell me more about this pumpkin picking. You're all excited. I've been four times this year. I don't want to brag, but I just did. Ooh, um, I need. To, I can feel pumpkin. like I need tips from you at this point. But well, there's a lot of cool farms out here where I live. You want to get some fresh cider? You go right down the street and maybe you get some pumpkins while you're there. Uh, yeah, no, I, we're, we're going to a place, by the way, we have a friend from Vermont who was absolutely furious at being charged for picking apples in New York state. Apparently in Vermont, <laughs> you just go onto people's fields and you pick their excess apples for them and it's a favor to them and you walk off with three apples. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy system they have there, but we don't have that here. But, uh, I think I'm going to pull out the rotary tool this year for the pumpkin and I'm going to do a really intricate design. Put on some some sanders, some cutters on there, and and try to get something you know a little bit uh, more advanced than two triangles and some teeth. Are you artistic? Do you have those qualities? No those skills. No, I would no. But you could like you can print out things online and just have it overlap. You tape it on the pumpkin, and then you can follow along. It's not that hard. Okay, that's yeah. not cheating. It sounds like cheating. No, I feel like you have a very strange set of morals I've yet to understand over half a decade. <laughs> it's it's, like yeah, that's it's a minefield of morality. Call it in. Really Call in if you think that's cheating. Uh, 
Oh, the phones are lighting up, Grant. Um, <laughs> Why, wait, I didn't vote on the phone bank being installed at your house. I Don't worry about it. Uh, Skid, how are you tonight? Uh, how many pumpkins you got over your place right now? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been outside in about four weeks, so I've no idea. <laughs> Just gourds for you, huh? <laughs> I keep on running into Skid, like, outside, like, we pass, like, ships in the night, and every time I wave to him and say hello, he has his headphones on really loud, so I always just give myself a sad high five, like, I, you know, actually was acknowledged, but Skid never sees me. Yeah. Oh, well, you, don't, we you got, don't give him the elbow? hazmat stuff on, I have headphones yeah. in, and it's, uh, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I mean, we talk all the time, like, it's not worth it to undo everything and, and talk to Grant on the street. Uh-oh. I agree. The last time it was me saying, oh, hey, Skid, how you doing? Through a mask. And he was also wearing a mask, but then he just pointed at his headphones like he was on a phone call. And then he no, laughed. No, that's not what me. I was doing. I was turning oh. off my headphones, and then he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, was like, it wasn't worth it to like, no, no, I'm just turning off my headphones because it's like, what are we going to say to each other? <laughs> You're right. Nothing. When you can just talk uh, once a week during this show. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm excited to jump back in. Obviously, brand new, brand new show, brand new cast of characters. Um, very exciting. Uh, I have it in my notes as Side Quest Side Sesh Season 3. Season 1 was Feast of Ravenmore. Season 2, uh, obviously, uh, The Midnight Mirror. And now we're on Season 3. Little did I know uh, we'd have four spanking <clears throat> brand new PCs to bring into this. Um Obviously, we started last week with a uh, an epilogue, if you will, to the Midnight Mirror to see the unfolding of what happened with now Nikesor in charge of Carpad, executes the Baron, executes his wife, executes Alfonso Braven and the Crystal Ghosts. Karazor sees this and uh, through a, a helpful man in the shadows is told, get out of here or you're next. He runs off into the night as the flag of... Uh, the Barons is replaced by a flag bearing the shiny mask of Nikesor. Then we find ourselves north of Nidal in, uh, where the hell are we? Help me out. I know you're in the city of Kalifas in Ustalav. Thank you, nobody. Um, you're in the city of Kalifas, which is the capital, I believe, of Ustalav, port city. And we go into a bar called the Houndstooth Tavern, where uh, three adventurers, two uh, robed adventurers, and one wearing a mesh half shirt and a championship belt, are on, uh, you know, drinking away, uh, wondering uh, what uh, what they're going to do. They need, it seems like they're in need of someone to add to their party. Enter Johnny Halfling to the stage. Uh, old Johnny gets up there, belts out a tune. No one claps, but you see in Johnny, perhaps the fourth member, the missing link to your party. You talk to him and say, hey, we're going north. We're going to the River Kingdoms. Uh, is this something you'd be interested in? He's like, totally. So uh, the four of you head out in that direction. On your way, you find uh, the city of Carrion Hill. It's 
rainy, so it slowed you down. You know you're not going to be able to make it to the River Kingdom. You couldn't afford an inn last night. Maybe this town, a little bit more on the outskirts, will have something a little more affordable, so you go inside. You go into this town, and it's like completely vacant of people. And you think, well, that's strange. You keep walking, still no one. Finally, a town crier uh, surrounded by the town guard comes up the street saying, we're looking for heroes to help uh, Carrion Hill in their time of need. So you're like, all right, we'll check this out. So you go up to the, the city hall, Crown Manor, and you meet with the mayor. Mayor, uh, Mayor, what's his fuck? Baron, uh, no. Vanton Hegri. Vanton Hegri. And he's like, oh, thank you for coming. No one else is there besides the crows. And he's like, so long story short, uh, the city is under siege by some massive, possibly invisible abomination that has been coming up probably from the ground, capsizing buildings and killing people. We sent our guards this morning to the first site of three uh, where this has gone down and the guards were massacred to the last. Some of the bodies haven't been recovered. We assume they're dead. Uh, Would you be interested in checking this out? 1,500 gold if you give me some information. Another 3,000 gold if you help us deal with whatever this threat is. So you head over to the downtown, escorted by a couple of their guardsmen, the crows, to the slipper market. You get there and you see this building, uh, this small building that is capsized in. You find out a little bit about Carrion Hill, that it's a hill that has been built up over the centuries, over old versions of the city. So underneath the hill is just a mass of tunnels and uh, ruins of former versions of Carrion Hill. The city on the city on the city. The city on the city on the city on the city on the city. Look at that. Um, Nailed it. No one knows how long it's been around. So you go over there to check it out. And uh, it's a sane man. The crows uh, tell you about this guy. He lives across the street. He's a cobbler. His name's Tarek. Evidently, he saw everything go down. Go talk to him. You talk to this guy. He's a little bit weird. He seems a little too cool for school talking about it. But he says, basically, he saw this go down. He saw people just being lifted up into the air by nothing, twisted and wrung out like a dirty rag and thrown on the ground. People running out of the building and being sucked back in. Something awful's going on. You don't like the cut of this guy's jib. Uh, you go and <laughs> burst into his house to try and take some of his coffee. Uh, he's known as the early riser around town. Uh, you find out why. He's, he's, he's some sort of drug addict. You find a ton of drugs under uh, his second floor floorboard, and then you're like, thanks for the coffee. See ya. Uh, and thankfully, that NPC interaction is now over. You go back <laughs> towards the house. With the drugs, and uh, the crows lift up a rope and be like, "Please be careful! It's it's something awful in there. There's black slime. It stinks. We don't know what's happening. Please help!" And you see on the wall here. Let's go to the map. This blood stain. I even have it on good old roll twenty. And you see that the stain is in the shape of like a spiral. It uh, it seems very purposeful, like whatever this was, whether it was one thing, multiple things, whether it was a thing at all, just a force of nature, took these mangled bodies and rubbed them on the wall to create this symbol. You roll a knowledge religion check, 
and you find out that that strange spiral is a symbol associated with magic portals and the dark tapestry. The region between the stars where the ancient gods are said to dwell. You also know, with your particular check, that that is associated with the old cults, those who worship those gods. This isn't like Phrasma worship. This isn't uh, Desna or Shalin worship. This is like cults of people that worship you know, gods in the stars. I wish that we had a, the ability to have finished the uh, Pathfinder playtest because it was all about the dark tapestry. And, you know, we, we just got too deep into it. It was taking too long to finish. And uh, I don't know if we would ever been able to do CR20 encounters with the system that we were still stumbling through. But, man, it was a phenomenal story uh, all about the dark tapestry. But we will revisit it here, it seems. You're standing in front of... uh, You tried the door out front. It's locked. You're now standing in front of a hole, uh, looking into the building. What do uh, you do? And please remind us again uh, who these new characters are that you're playing. Well... What? Grant's Uh, Rafa. I will do it first. Rafa has taken off his aura glasses. Rafa Rumblebeard. Of course. Uh, Beautiful, cut off, mithril chain shirt, yellow, cut off denim jean shorts, red boots. <laughs> He's taken off his aura glasses to take in the insane musings of the blood across this wall that he can't comprehend at all. Especially, just being a simple pugilist, while he is a MWA Southeastern heavyweight champion, he's never dealt with something like this before. Hold on one second. Yep. We're not going to let that one go. Did you Am say, I the idiot? Did you say pugilist? <laughs> I said pugilist. You did. <laughs> Man, did, I, did I read that? Have I read that word and never said it out loud and I did it wrong? <laughs> you, you said pugilist. And it was one of those things where it's like, have I been saying it wrong my I know, whole life? I was like, Wait. I always assume Grant is smarter than me. And so I was like, sh- I was embarrassed for a second. But then I saw Matthew look askance. Oh, pugilist. I was like, yeah, I got it now. I was like, I don't think that, I don't think that generally follows the conventions of English. But who knows, who's to say? It's a weird language. You know? Man, I'm just, of all the ball busting that we do in this group, if you mispronounce something, you are pounced on like you're in a, a nasty high school. <laughs> Yeah, Grant, I, you should have just went with it because when you were like, that's what I said, like nobody on the audio show would know any different. Like, everyone on video could see that you were full of shit. You just, you knew you were lying and you were like, that's, no, that's I, what I, I said. I heard, I heard something different because my brain is still attached to it, but I'm, I'm just deeply role playing a, a seven intelligence score that Rafo has. Right. You're role play. In taking that in as a pugilist. Uh, something he's unaccustomed to. He reaches into a multicolored uh, fanny pack on the side of his hip <laughs> and pulls out another pair of glasses. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is pure madness, brother. <laughs> but the only thing crazier than madness itself is Rafo Rumblebeard. <laughs> And he uh, then, looking into this building uh, that can't get by, before anyone else makes a decision, will do a high jump to get onto the roof if he can't get in any other way. 
<laughs> DC 16 to jump four feet in the air acrobatics check. Should oh, be able how to. How high do you think this roof is? How high is the roof? Is it a single story? Is it four feet, house it's four feet hands? high. Uh, if I get four feet off the ground, Matthew, I am uh, 10 feet to my head, and then I have my arms to reach from there, so I should be able to reach the top of the So you want to try and grab the top? Yep. Uh, and then right. pull, pull myself up. What did you say, DC 16? I'm going to make a DC 18. Okay, that's uh, against the rules, clearly written in acrobatics, but... You don't know how high this roof is. I'm, I'm adjusting for the size of the actual roof. Uh, 20. 20. Nine on, nine on the die, total 20. <laughs> he just hang- jumps onto the roof. You're hanging on what very little uh, is left of the roof. In fact, it almost feels like it's going to crumble uh, beneath your massive uh, muscular weight. But you're, you're hanging on there. What do you do? Uh, I'll try to do a pull up. I don't know if you want another check or anything like that, or a strength check. Give me or something a strength like check. Yeah. Okay. A two for a, a total two. of a six. You start to pull yourself up, and you yank the shingles down, and you uh, crumble to the ground. Uh, I'll say it's not that far of a fall. You land without falling or hurting yourself. Okay. But you just got like a chunk of the roof in your hand, and then tunk, 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 more falls down uh, and knocks uh, Vern unconscious. Well, he did only jump six feet to the roof. <laughs> He's holding it. Yeah, the length of my body. Do you understand how like people dunk basketballs? Yes, they, yes. It wasn't okay, a standing okay. jump to the roof like a superhero. <laughs> I thought, that's what I pictured, was landing on his feet on the roof. I thought I he was a hero. So, for every foot past a four foot, like it's an extra uh, two on the DC check, so to jump ten feet would be like a a DC like 28 or something like that. It would be really hard to <laughs> Standing spring jump. But not uh, impossible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Matthew, you see uh, Ruffo Rumblebeard do this. Tell me about your character and what you're doing. Um, there was a door on the other side of the building, right? That we could Yes, it was locked. Uh, Ruffo, how are you with strength? Uh, pretty good. Hold on, let me dust this. And he takes the debris from the, the roof off himself. Just show me where you need it. I'll apply it. Mind kicking down the door? I can certainly try. Is that just a strength check? Uh, yeah, straight up strength. Uh, Matthew, just remind us uh, who Vern is. Ah, yes. Hello! I'm Vernon J. Crabapple. <laughs> Cleric. A phrasm. And you're a goblin. Oh, and I'm a goblin. The you most buried important the lead part. there. You buried the lead. <laughs> you know what? Why don't I just do it? <laughs> I'm a goblin. You're a goblin. <laughs> and I have male pattern baldness. <laughs> I Grant, go see ahead, the best of us. Go ahead and roll a strength check there, Grant. Hope you get better than a two. I did. Um, the thing about just straight up strength checks that sucks is like you don't have the bonus of skill points in it, so it always feels worse than like what your character is. Uh, but I rolled a thirteen, so that's a total of a seventeen. Okay, uh, great. All right, so that's enough to bump. You bump, bust through the, the front door, um, and that'll allow you guys to see into that space. Um, so you're over there, and you see there's a wall that's kind of in shambles. There's a pretty bad stench coming out of there, and you see maybe a buried body, but also, like, body parts laying about. Um, it looks like a living room, maybe, 
total disarray. Uh, the doors within the house have been smashed open. Um, and then obviously the northern wall that you were standing at uh, in the alleyway has exploded outward. Um, the furniture in the room, totally in shambles. And don't forget, it's raining. That rain has not stopped since you've entered uh, Carrion Hill. That's a um, that's on me. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't bring it up again. Uh, but the rain is leaking in from holes in the roof, including the new hole that uh, Rafo just made. Um, but as much rain is seeping through, it is not washing away the thick layer of black slime that seems to coat every surface in the room. Slime that must be the source of this horrific stench uh, that is coming out of the room like an open grave. Uh, it's kind of like burnt decay. Maybe that the the smell of the air before a thunderstorm. Um, wet and diseased fur. Kind of all of those rolled into one. Um, and then, like I said, scattered amid this rubble and debris, you see what looks like at least one body and then just parts of a body uh, too many to be uh, from one victim however you don't see any blood what do you do um Zakari uh, is standing behind Rafo he's a human um Kelishite, uh dark skinned sun sort of just uh Sun-beaten, sand-beaten, weathered face, uh, late 30s, early 40s. Um, also male pattern baldness. Uh, that's why he and Vern get along so well. <laughs> uh, and he is pretty heavily armored, though. He's got a morning star at his side. And seeing this, he slowly draws it out. He has training in medicine, pretty extensive training, uh, and... He comes from a college where they do a lot of research into not only magical healing, but mundane healing, the anatomy of the body, how to teach people how to heal. Uh, he's a, a medicar or a doctor. So he looks past this, and he I want to do a perception on the sense uh, or and listening as well, just to see if I hear or pick up anything, any sign of uh, current and present danger. Uh, as opposed to just the awful scene in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, quick perception check. Uh, 26. Okay. From standing out there, perception check, you see, looks like uh, an opening leading uh, down into the room, uh, like another room to the south. Um, you don't see or hear any imminent danger, any other type of movement whatsoever. Um, certainly anything that could have caused this destruction ca- cannot be about at the moment. But you do know from Tarig's story, if he's to be believed, uh, that when they came back, all was silent. The guards, after you got the guards, they went in there and it was World War Three. They came mm-hmm. immediately, ah! He heard screams. They came running out and then an invisible arm pulled them back in. One smashed it down to the ground. So you're... You're kind of um, your, your perception is telling you one thing. His story is telling you that you should still be on high alert. Uh, detect magic and a waft over this entire area. The cone in front of us, in front of Rafo, in the house. Hold for a moment, Rafo 
see if there's any residual magics here. Nothing. Right. He puts his hand gently on Rafu's shoulder. Go with Aesokar's blessing and be careful. And he's going to cast resistance on you. So you've got one minute of a boost of fortitude. He's thinking maybe they'll be so nauseating or something in there. Uh, It might help you with the smells to not retch. And Rafa will step into the building to clear it out for uh, his companions to make sure it's safe for them to step in and investigate. All right, you step in, and uh, you don't know who Asokar is, but you're glad you've been blessed by him as you roll a fortitude save. Wow. Uh, I'm glad I got the... What is the bonus to my fortitude save? Plus two? Plus one for resistance, right, Joe? Plus one. Okay, so that is a total of a 12. 12. Three on the die. made it. (gasps) You walk in and you're just like, oh my lord. I mean, you smelled what I explained outside. Now you're in it. It is so many smells. I don't know what your experience with death is. This is beyond uh, just death. It's this slime. This slime is exuding a smell unlike anything you've ever smelled, but you're able to keep it down and power through. You get in there. I've revealed more of the room. You see more bodies, more parts. It's it's horrible. Um, roll a perception check. Natural 20. Oh, ass. 28. He stops himself from, from, from ralphing everywhere, and then he just has otherworldly insights. <laughs> you see definitely three heads. One of them still appears to be attached to a body, um, whereas the other two are severed from the body. Um you see a torso that has like a uh, a badge reminiscent of like the captain of the guard so you think perhaps this was uh, Captain Garrus that they were talk- talking about that went in there, led his men, led his sergeants in there and never came out they said they never retrieved his body you would think this is probably uh, his remains and then the remains of at least one or two of his uh, sergeants um, beyond that, you just see fragmentary and, again, bloodless body parts. There'll be a severed foot. Absolutely no blood at the point of severing. It's very strange. Being um, able to uh, staunch back whatever sense of uh, sickness might fall over anyone else in his party... Uh, Rafa will slowly, and encouraged by the fact they are bloodless, move the parts kind of out of this room. It's not really how a crime scene normally operates, but he doesn't <laughs> want the rest of the crew to like have to like retch on top of everything so they can examine it, which is something he's not good at. So, hmm, brother, take First a look thing at we these. need to do is clear all this evidence out of here. Let's toss it out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you... You, you throw out as many pieces as you can out the door of the bodies. And uh, the crows about see this. And they kind of stumble towards you, a couple of them. And they're like, those, those are our men. 
That's... That's Captain Garris. Commander? Commander Garris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Well, we... We weren't holding up much hope that they had survived. Oh. I'm gonna have someone run back to the mayor and tell him that we've found their remains. Um, can you secure the rest of the house? Yes, that sure. will be taken care of. Fear not. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you could just um, kind of do this uh, surreptitiously, we don't want everyone seeing all these body parts. We'll, we'll, we'll set up another tent over here if we can just uh, kind of keep this low-key for now. Could we have a bag or something? Uh, I I suppose we could. Uh, yeah, yeah, we could rustle up a, a it's like bag. a burlap sack, Just something to put this stuff in. Sure, um, uh, I'll I'll have my men here help, and uh, a couple guys come over. They hand you like a sack, <laughs> a sack of like barley, an empty barley sack. Uh, Zakari is like, thank you, and I am terribly sorry for your loss. Yeah. It is the falling of a good commander. It's a devastating blow to any force, but the next man must step up. Which of you will it be? He, like, sort of, like, you know, gazes across all of them. Stay strong. Your city needs you. And they look to each other and and nod, uh, knowing that ultimately it's probably beyond their choice. The mayor will appoint someone to take over. But you see one of the guys goes off to inform the mayor. See ya. Uh, Rafa will also take out his water skin. Actually, he'll use, I think he has a cup uh, in his adventuring gear. He'll use his, like, uh, pewter cup that he would use around the ca- campfire at night for coffee or whiskey or whatever. And he'll you, he'll take... You said there was goo on the ground that the rain didn't wash away? Yeah, that black slime isn't going yeah. anywhere. So he wants to take that out because he heard, I think Johnny in particular, but I mean, maybe everyone wanted to investigate that, and he's not able to, and he wants to bring out a little bit of that to them as well. All right, so you're able to get a little sample of it. It's everywhere. There's no way you'd be able to clear it all up. And if you try to, like, wipe it, it's not really coming away. But you're able to scoop uh, a sample out, and uh, you can bring that outside to your party. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Zakari is going to go deeper into... Uh, are there, There's still bodies in here, right? Uh, I just didn't clear them out. Okay, so they're all outside the house. Uh, okay. He's just going to do a, a heel check, just really thorough uh, examination to try to see if, uh, like, if there's any blood inside the bodies at all. Good idea. Uh, among other things. Um, ooh, 28 heel. 28 heel. Um, no. There's no blood inside the bodies? No. And, and with the 28, you, you can't tell if whatever drained the blood, if it happened, uh, like, after the fact or during. It's hard to tell. But it has been completely drained to the last drop. So the, the parts have this pale, uh, 
like whitish. Uh, you can see the veins underneath, but there's nothing in them. It's it's very. It's you. Maybe you've seen undead. It's it's creepier than undead skin. And there's no other evidence of any kind. No, like uh, the round around the wounds or anything. There's no like you don't see any puncture marks or, or charring anything or, yeah. like that. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing okay. like that at all. Uh, Zakari wanted to go further into the building. If if they're done with their uh, investigation, Rafa will head in and clear out the rest of the shrouded area. All right, so uh, you dig in a little more. And you see another small room, uh, and there's a door. Uh, this looks like probably uh, a bedroom slash library, um, and and it's obviously in shambles as well. Like the living room, the furniture is all splintered. Uh, the shelves and all the books that are on the shelves have been smashed and torn, and uh, just like the living room, everything is coated in that thick, stinking layer of tar-like sludge. That door frame uh, to the southwest, uh, it, it's, it's burst open uh, with a, a burst hole that's larger than the door frame, um, and you see a flight of slime-smeared stone steps leading down into darkness. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> um, um, could I first do a knowledge religion on things that would remove blood like this besides vampires like to see good idea yeah yeah go uh go with the knowledge religion uh natural seven for a 13 <laughs> there are plenty of creatures that drain blood um you know the most obvious is the vampire but there are plenty of uh, creatures and things that you never even heard of. Uh, this would be their their mo. So, without knowing really what you're dealing with, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, shall we go down the stairs? I don't know. Seems kind of creepy. Creepy is our jam. <laughs> okay, you guys are just. Blowing my mind here, but okay. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. But before we go, I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to call upon the blessing of the coolest god there is, Shaylin. <laughs> Cast a little spell. A little, little magic from Mr. Johnny Halfling. And I'm going to cast Lucky Break. So when I cast this and one of the next failed rolls of the party becomes a success. Oh, that's cool. So I have to roll a d10 to determine what kind of roll it will affect. So I rolled a five, so that is a skill check. And then, Troy, you roll a d4, and that will determine which which failed skill check it'll be. If you roll one, it'll be the next failed skill check. If you roll two, it'll be the, the one after that, etc. Okay, I rolled a one, so the next okay. failed skill check is a success. That's it's cool. A success. <laughs> I love it. That's really That's cool. Great. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, Rafo just entered that bedroom there. Um, yep. What do the rest of you do? You Rafo planted a torch before he head, heads down because he can't see if it's dark. Okay. Hmm. 
Okay, uh... Zakari turns to Johnny. You are wise in your hesitance. Stay close to me. You'll be alright. Okay. Okay, um, I'll try to keep you safe too. I have a couple of... Johnny Halfling has got a couple tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> I do not doubt that. That is why we brought you along, is it not? Hey, Johnny Halfling's here to please. I got so. <laughs> Johnny Halfling, um, Zakari, and Vern roll a fortitude save. Oh, yes. 23. Oh. Uh, 27. 14. You're all all right. You're able to withstand that stink and not become <gasps> sickened. Johnny covers his mouth with his, with his signature pink towel. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys enter the room with Rafo, uh, just uh, stepping over, crunching uh, torn books. Uh, you see that blasted open door with a slimy staircase leading down. What do you guys do? Rafo's happy to lead the way, if that's all right, brothers. Yes, please do. I'll follow close behind. Vern, would you like to be right on Rafo or behind me? I like to stick as close to the muscle as possible. <laughs> all right then behind me <laughs> uh all right go ahead uh down there grant and we'll follow you all right so you uh leave the bedroom library and head down the stairs they turn about 10 feet in and now direct your attention south that little open space on the oh, road. Oh, so no. Getting claustrophobic. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll leave space for four of you. Oh, dear. Where are we coming from? Are we coming from the northern stretch of uh, this? You're coming from, yeah. These. Oh, okay. And then yeah. turning right and continuing down. Yeah. Uh, could I... All right, so is it complete darkness in here? Besides uh, his, tor- his torch? Yes. Okay, um, I have. I'm going to cast. Matters for I'm going to cast light on myself on my uh, buckler, and, uh, and then I just want to do a perception right now, just really listening, see if I hear anything okay. echoing up these stairs. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you don't hear anything except the. Uh, Sounds of like you guys trud trotting on that sludgy slime, that squish with every step, but you don't hear anything in the distance. Just kind of like a like light wind echoing. Okay, does this appear to be kill the a, rain? a basement, or is this some sort of? Are we in that city underneath Carrion Hill? Are we in the Ooh. hill. So. You you leave the uh, the collapsed house and you start heading downstairs. And as the stairway turns, um, you you see that there's like traces of dust and debris lying about that indicate to ye, all of you that maybe at one time this was all clogged with rubble, but was recently cleared out. That's what you notice now, Rafo. Do you can do you keep going down? Uh, trepidatiously, but uh, unless he is told to stop by his party mates, stop. he will continue. 
All right, brother. This seems strange, does it not? Um, I'm going to do a survival check, uh, just trying to see any sense of path. If, if, if the guards made it this far, mm-hmm. if maybe I can see any sign of their boots or anything like that, if they cleared the path, uh, 16 uh, survival. Uh, no, in fact, you don't see uh, any fresh footprints prints in the slime. Um, but with with a 16, you can tell that this black slime came up from below, uh, judging by the amount that is smeared on the walls and ceiling of the staircase. And whatever it was had to squeeze itself into the space in order to clamber up these stairs, as evidenced by just the amount that's on the walls and the ceiling. Um can I, almost, a, I was going to say the the slime is le, is dry and less foul smelling here than it was upstairs, um, so you don't know if that means it went back down right. or if it went out. Okay. Um, what about uh, a knowledge arcana on the on the slime, just to see if it could be connected to a, a magical beast that I've ever heard of or read about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll do that too. Ooh, twenty. Ooh. 15. 25. Ooh. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't ring a bell exactly into anything. I mean, it, it has all the, the trademark feel of some sort of aberration. But mm. uh, nothing. You're not like, oh, it's a this. No. Yeah. It's not ringing a bell. Okay. Um. <laughs> it's great looking at the stream and just seeing the map as a tiny little staircase surrounded by black. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I love it. I love it. What do you mean the stream? <laughs> Only you don't see that, Troy. <laughs> but it's nice to see what you guys see. It's a nice change of pace. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is terrifying. Rocco, proceed with Rocco. Rafo, proceed with Kat. Rocco. Oh, right, <laughs> Rocco. Brother. I'm going to start stumbling and rumbling and bumbling down these stairs. All right, this is where things take an interesting turn, at the turn of the stairs. So, uh, Matthew, as Vern, you asked, um, does it look like you're going to a basement or does it look like something else? Well, at first, like I said, you saw this rubble that looks like it was cleared away. Did the thing clear it away? Did people clear it away? You don't know. However, when you get to this second turn in your descent, the architectural style changes to an older one involving now like stone arches and brick-lined walls. So what started as just a wooden staircase down wooden walls uh, smeared in slime it now is looking much more gothic and epic with stone uh, arches and bricks. Wow. Can I do a quick knowledge history to see if I recognize the architectural style or anything? Yeah. Uh, 14? Ringing a bell. It, it, looks, it looks very, very old. Um, wait, is that a failed skill check right there? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That is a failed skill check. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this. Okay. Oh, that's that's really interesting to have that pay off. Yeah. Right Lucky here. break. <laughs> Lucky break. Thanks a lot, Shaylin. <laughs> that's a luck. <laughs> Shaylin. Um, okay. 
This... I want to really have it pay off for you. This looks like it could go back to, like, Thessalonian times. <laughs> Got this. Guys. Got this. It this has is... all the markings of, like, that time. This is Thessalonian-type <sighs> stuff. Is how incredible. Like thousands of years old. This is crazy. Look for uh, any writing or symbols Runes on the walls. I I have studied Thassalon, oh. and I may be able to identify these things. Disappointing, of course, that it is not Aslan's, but you can only take what you give. What That's you great, get. though. If you know that, okay, I'll be on the lookout. I can't believe I didn't see it myself, Johnny. I know. You are, <laughs> you are surprising, Johnny Affleck. <laughs> it's, it's all Shaylin. It's not Johnny Affleck. It's all Shaylin. Uh, can't take the credit. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Rafo, of course you proceed with care, but it elevates now. Thassalon is known for its traps, its arcane wards to keep it secret. Oh, yeah, I heard they like to fight dirty. Ruffo likes that. <laughs> Ruffo likes that. Ruffo descends. Yes, I'm sorry, Johnny. Ruffo, I've been working on a ring song for you. I think I've, I've got something. Ooh, like. yeah, that sounds good, brother. <laughs> Maybe it'll have a chance to debut in just a few more steps down this crooked stairwell to the past. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa continues forward uh, to the next turn. It turns, uh, goes another ten feet or so down, and then uh, turns again to the uh, east. Now that it's changed and it's clear that it's changed, even though, even if Rafa can't appreciate the architecture and the historical significance as the rest of his party can, he understands uh, that it's worth checking for traps now. So I'll just do a perception now to check his feet to see if he'll stumble, to see if there's any trip wires, anything like that. Sure. Uh, that is a 23. 23. You don't see anything that uh, jumps out at you. Feels like it's going to trap you. Zakari is also going to, uh, you know, I don't know how you want to handle this, but every step he takes, he's listening for danger, looking for traps, and uh, trying to find secret walls. Because he also knows that that's a big thing in Thassalon. Um, is they, you know, these structures, they would also have often have secret doors and stuff like that, back entrances. So I don't know how you want to handle it, if it's a perception every five feet or what, he's going to be touching the walls, looking all around, and then listening ahead for danger. Um, you're good right now. I'll uh, keep that in mind. What's your perception bonus? Plus 10. Plus 10. Okay. Uh, okay, ready to go if you guys are. Yep. Absolutely. Down, down, down to the next intersection. Down, down, down to the next intersection. This could be a good one because you see at this turn it opens into a room. What do you do? I enter the room. This opens up like head, brothers. Be ready. You enter this room and... <laughs> Oh, 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 back up, back up, back up. 
Well, that's a classic, Joe. Back up, back up, back up. That's from oh, like yeah. episode one, isn't it? <laughs> it's come up a few times in the history like of the network. I feel like it's in the tease to episode one. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's one, but yeah, it is. A, it's in a tease early on. This chamber's brick-lined walls are supported by 15-foot-high stone arches. And between each arch are uh, circular alcoves that have been cut right into the wall, each containing a stone sarcophagus. You can see it on the map. It looks like one sarcophagus on the southern wall has toppled over, and its contents uh, have spilled out onto the brick floor. Uh, its contents, of course, being a uh, long-dead occupant. There's a pile of bones dressed in fragments of armor uh, and an ancient-looking uh, rusty sword uh, lying nearby. So it toppled over and just zing, zing, zing. Its sword went flying as well. A dry swath of black sludge nearly ten feet wide runs right down the center of the room, connecting uh, the stairwell that you're coming down and another stairwell, Rafo, to the northeast, which I'll reveal in a second. The far end of the hall seems to have collapsed long ago, but there's another door uh, to the south there at the far end of the room. Uh, there's also pretty consistent uh, symbols and imagery throughout that of a single eye and a blue-green crest with a crown and a lion. Huh. Hold on a minute there. Let me take a look. Uh, and Vern would like to do a, a perception check uh, to see if there's anything lying in wait in this room. I also uh, should specify that my, I get a bonus... To detect haunts and incorporeal creatures, mm-hmm. so I'll give you that. I'll give you both numbers. Okay, that is a twenty-one for just a general perception, and okay. then a twenty-three for haunts and incorporeal creatures. Um. Okay. Listen, you really hone into the room. You hone in not only to what you can physically hear, sense, see, but that that little bit of beyond what may be uh, some sort of spiritual energy uh, haunting the room. You get a sense of that second part, but it's so faint. It's just like the voices of these uh, that are interned here maybe still echoing throughout the room. But beyond that, nothing. Uh, and detect magic. Nothing. No magic. And just a couple ghosts talking faintly. Nothing to worry about. Rafo's going to head to the other end of the room to secure the premises so that the rest of his crew can investigate. Head to the other end of the room. Uh, obviously a door to the south there. And then you see a staircase leading further down. Oh, man. Goes about uh, <clears throat> 15 feet and then turns to the east. You said that there were remains that spilled out of a sarcophagus? Mm-hmm. is going to examine those, um, try to determine, you know, if these are ancient bones or relatively recent. 
Uh, this is a heal check. Um, 28. Okay. Um, at this point, what's left are just bones that are barely have scraps of clothing um, clinging to them, which leads you to believe that it's been a long, long time. These are long, dead bodies. Uh, there's a... Human, sorry. Human yeah, body. Human bodies. Um, you get the sense that this was some sort of shrine, perhaps, um, that has been okay. turned into a crypt. Um, but as to you know more about these bodies, the only thing that you really see is the imagery of the eye and that crest. All right, knowledge religion on the eye. Okay. I'll do one, uh, 14. Uh, I got a 15. Uh, 26 for Johnny Half. Okay, Shailen. so Johnny and Vern, it's you feel like it's on the tip of your tongue, Zakari, but you're not uh, you're not quick enough to the draw between Vern uh, and before Vern and uh, Johnny say at the same time, Aradin. Oh, wait, ready, Skid? One, two, three. Aradin. Aradin. Jinx. <laughs> How could I not see that? It's been. <laughs> So much of my study. <laughs> this is incredibly embarrassing. Pass it on, bud. There was, there was the uh, symbol of the eye, but then there was also the symbol of a crown. Yeah, it's like a blue-green crest with a crown and a lion. A crown and a lion. How about uh, knowledge nobility? Nobility be perfect. I don't have it, but I'm sure Johnny does. Oh, Johnny. I don't. Well, you can knowledge. still roll it as a bard. Not right. Man, I don't think so. Not Are you bard. only a first level bard? Yeah. No, I'm second second level bard. Pretty sure you can do you it. Should have it. It's higher up. I I don't have it here. Bardic knowledge is first level. He might have replaced uh, it with something else though, too. Yeah, yeah, you can make any knowledge skill check untrained. Yeah, the archetype might have taken it away. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and who puts invest in nobility? Not enough people. I have two characters that have points in knowledge and ability. I believe Thank you. you very much. Unfortunately, none of them are playing in this game. If you're not putting five points in knowledge and ability, you're playing this game wrong. That's what mm. I. That's what I always say. Especially when you get two skill ranks per level. <laughs> it's just the closest Troy ever gets to being a used car salesman when he's like, listen, if you don't get the extended warranty on this 1982 LeSabre. You're a damn fool. You're a damn fool. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. So no one knows anything about that symbol, huh? Uh, uh, could, I, could we roll a history or? Um, you could. Uh, really, nobility is going to help you. You crush a history, though. I uh, might be able to help you. Otherwise, it's something you're going to want to take back to the mayor or somebody else. Maybe they can ring up. They know somebody that knows somebody that can help you out. But history. Give me a really good history. I don't have it. I don't have it. It, it, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like the vibe from the, the mayor is that they built on top of these like ancient whatevers, but they, they don't care to investigate. Like It would be too much effort, or like they're just living their lives. Like We could maybe get some mumblings from them, but I, I doubt that they would be like experts in whatever we bring back to them, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like, and looking at the hill itself, that like you could spend a lifetime down here and never uncover uh, all of what used to be. Yeah, to me it just sounds like they're 
I don't know. They might, though, have some, you know, knowledge of sigils and stuff like that. True. Uh, They may be taught some history in that sense, but... But, yeah, I kind of like the idea that, like, they don't delve into it too much because, like, where they live is kind of, like... It's kind of a rough area. And there's a lot of war going on around. It's like, we have much more important issues than uh, delving into the past. Um, And and there are different reasons in different cities in our real world that are built on top of other cities. And there's there's sometimes... I like to think most often it's the Pompeii scenario where a huge disaster happened and people won't find it for forever, not because, like, architecture got better. So, like, that's that's usually how I like to imagine these situations. Like, it's it's it would be... Like uh, tempting fate or too difficult to see otherwise. I don't know. Uh, I just checked my archetype and I can do bardic knowledge untrained. Great. Let's get poppin'. 18 knowledge nobility. Boom sauce. All right. Boom salad. Uh, It is the crest of Taldor. Oh. (gasps) Oh, well, for Christ's sake. All right. Really, uh, Northwood were here. That's what I'm thinking to myself. It's like you know, just because you, the players, don't recognize it, doesn't mean that it's like a yeah, slam there's... dunk crest that you would know. Like as a boy, you would have been taught that if you were raised in the nobility. There's but... no chance that Zakari doesn't know that. Uh, his country <laughs> has been in a stripes. cold war with Taldor <laughs> his entire life. It's it's like we just us. never thought to look at the flag. Yeah, it's like us growing up and like being like, no, I've never heard of Russia. Like what? What? No, he's definitely, now he's even a little bit more concerned, uh, a little bit more worried. Yeah, so what the, the Taldor, uh, Talden aradin connection is, you don't know, but that's certainly what you're dealing with here. A door leading to the south, a hallway, more steps going down to the north. Following you, Rafo. I think we should check what's behind this door before we go any further. And he steps up. Uh, we'll do a quick perception check to see if there's anything fishy to him before trying to open it. Okay. Um, 17 plus uh, 25 perception. No, doesn't look. Nothing out of place. Doesn't hear like anything. Listen, don't hear anything. Don't feel like it's going to explode on you if you try to open it. Goes to the handle or whatever. Oh, tries to open it. It it's it feels like it's locked. It's not budging. Uh, he'll attempt a strength check to crack it open. Okay. Natural twenty. Oh, twenty four. <laughs> wow. Great success. I would have gave it to you either way, but it was DC twenty four to uh, bust what? open the door. Yeah. Oh, uh, with the nat Wait, twenty, I'm, I'm like, well, how can I not give it to him? But uh, I rarely, yeah, I've rarely, I haven't run many adventures, but I rarely see DCs like that as like an even number, unless it's like an ability from like an enemy. It's usually zero or five at the end. That's weird. Well, you pull you pull that thing right off its hinges, and you see that it was barricaded uh, on the other side. <sighs> Um, Perhaps someone was barricading themselves in. Let's Careful. see what we see here. Uh, Hello? Hello? It's a small room, uh, about 10 feet uh, long and 25 feet wide. Uh, the, the the walls of the chamber are all brick, and its ceiling is supported by stone arches, like the uh, crypt that you're in. And you see on the southern wall remnants of bedrolls and other camping equipment. Uh, 
<laughs> just mm. lying there. Um, looks to have been used recently. It it feels very uh, bloodborne, dark, soulsy right now. It feels like an oh, ancient yeah. society. That's oh, it's so great. Yeah, uh, this room right here is where the bonfire would be. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to um, reveal here. I'm screwed. All right, so we'll go in there uh, and a perception check. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take 20, so a, a yeah. 30 okay. on this room, just looking through all the pallets and bedrolls and seeing if anything was left behind by whoever was here or any evidence of who they might have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking around, it seems like it might have been three to five people for sure. Um, recently here there is some excavation equipment but like not very much so whatever they were using they took with them but you see remnants of stuff they're like oh yeah this clearly they were digging here trying to find something or get through Um, but it's so hard to tell like with, the, with what little information you have. There's another wonder, door to the north on the opposite side of the room. I wonder if anyone knew about this expedition or anything. Right. If this was done in secret. Who, who, who was it again? Who did they say what lived in this house? I believe Tarig uh, said uh, Old Man Martian. That's right. But no one questioned him. Why well, did they... Mayor himself seemed rather honest. I don't believe he knew of any such excavation. This is troubling indeed. I should have asked him about Old Man Martian. I just knew it. It was something I should have... I went on about the shoes. It's like, who cares? Well, I have his drugs, so we could all take some of those. Uh, right. Uh, don't. Also, it isn't as if anything he says will hold up in court. He's a drug addict. Can't believe anything he says. Unless these drugs help you reach a, a plane of higher truth. They don't. I'm familiar with them. Uh, <laughs> I'm He's going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do something I forgot to do, uh, and he'll he'll tell the group this basically, which is these sarcophagi. He wants to go back and examine each alcove for uh, any sort of doorways behind them. Okay. Also knowing that this was a common thing uh, at the time. So, um, give me, do you want me just one perception me, check? Give me two perceptions and uh, the higher of the two. Uh, okay. Better luck on your perception. Uh, 24. 24. Uh, no, you don't see anything. Okay. And uh, ready to move on when, when everybody else is. Into this door. Yeah. Hopefully it is not barricaded in the same way uh, as, you know. They may have secured or felt secured on that side. So here's hoping Rafa reaches out to open that door. You open the door, and uh, just like the room that you're in, total darkness. Uh, the light of your torch is helping who? Because you can't see. I, I meant to ask you guys this. Do you, all of you have dark vision or none of you? I have dancing lights on. Yeah, Matthew does. I have light cast magical light on my shield and Grant has a torch. So we all have sources of light and Matthew has dark vision. Alright, so with your sources of light and with the dark vision you see uh, the room is just like the other ones. Dark mounds of rubble uh, lining the walls and the chamber itself appears to be partially collapsed. But here and there there are patches of brickwork uh, visible on the floor and walls. Uh, There's 
looks like one rounded alcove remaining in the north wall, uh, but unlike the crypt, it lacks a uh, sarcophagus. I'll do a reveal. This room is uh, not uh, angular like the other ones. Mm. Do a little polygon reveal. Polygon reveal me. <laughs> um, does the awkward nature of its lines seem to be because it's a like a natural cavern, or is does it have the same Thessalonian sort of carving, Gothic sort of structuring around? It's hard to tell because it's just of bare the, rock because of the collapse. Like this may have been uh, a part of the crypt and the the maybe the wall between it collapsed do you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's hard to tell where there's that one alcove left if it had a sarcophagus you'd be like oh this was all one room but it doesn't it just has that shape that's very similar to the previous room but it, it lacks the sarcophagus um Rafo and zakari go ahead and roll a perception check 16 28. 16 and 28, eh? Ugh. 16 and 28, indeed. 16 and 28. You don't say. Those are pretty good rolls. <laughs> 16 and 28. Both even, both multiples of four. Uh, mine is 28 if it's a haunt. 28 if it's a haunt. Mine's a 45 if it's a surprise combat. <laughs> Just FYI. Uh, well, here's what happens. No. <laughs> As you enter the room and you're uh, you're adjusting to this, uh, there's this debris everywhere. You see these small, small in stature, not small like animals. These small in stature, humanoid creatures <gasps> leap. Out of the buried brick, and they're covered in these like filthy, stinky rags. You can smell it the minute you walk in there. A hood over their face, and the only thing that is visible is like a long white nose peeking out from under the hood. Uh, Let's let's take a peek at what these weird things look like. Yeah, Uh, you heard of these, Joe? I know exactly what they are. Smurf (laughs) Nolan. Oh my god. And uh, I really initiative. I really feel like Zakari does too. Let's do this. <laughs> oh baby. Oh, oh baby. I feel like I've seen these baby. before in some some Yeah, they are extremely common. Yeah, extreme. once you start delving, once you start digging deep underground. Uh all right. I've never come okay. across these. That's funny. You've never come across them? No. Oh, they, okay. Aren't they I've had like, them at least four or five adventures, like PFS and stuff like that. And are they similar um, to Duragar? No. Well, maybe. I don't know much about Duragar, but they're not dwarves. They're. Well, I'm not going to say anything. But let's just play okay. it out and let's see how it all plays out. Uh, yeah. Rafa, what'd you get? Rafa rolled a respectable sixteen. Very respectable, uh, Johnny. Uh, 17. For 17 for Johnny Halfling. Uh, Vern. 21, Vern. Ooh, 21 nice. for Vern. Zakari. 14 for Zakari. 14 for Zakari. Let's talk about the surprise round here. Um, so, Zakari and uh, 
sorry, I'm all for it. Zakari and Rafa will get a chance to act in the surprise round uh, where you were the first two in the room. Uh, you uh, both see them, but... And actually, you rolled really high, Zakari. You would have caught them all. But uh, they rolled higher than you. So you guys get oh. to act in the surprise round, but they uh, they all go first. So the good news is one of them has to move. So one of them closes on Rafo, and that's... Actually, would that be a five-foot step? I think it would be. Uh, yeah. You can five-foot step. All right, so five-foot step takes a stab with a dagger at Rafo. Old Rafo, that is going to be a 14 against flat-footed. Rafo is so covered in baby oil that the strike just slides <laughs> off of his body and he says, try again, brother. Try again, brother. Uh, all right. Uh, then the one right next to him, uh, right next to you, Rafo, goes and makes a stabby stabby against flat-footed, cracked eye. I'm using the die that I don't want to use. 18 against flat. Oh, you got right through the mithril chainmail. Exactly, my flat-footed. <laughs> Let's get down to business. It's going to be uh, four points of damage. And now I need you to roll, I think, a save here. Um, Which save? Fortitude. Yeah, it's going to be fortitude. I just want to see if it... Uh, what'd you roll? Uh, 16 for a 24. You're all right. So it stabs you, and you feel some sort of poison on its blade start to seep into the wound, but you're able to hold off from whatever it was. And the other one is right there near Zakari. It takes a stabby, stabby at Zakari. Ooh, net a 17 against Zakari. Uh, that is going to be damage-wise. Uh, two, only two points of damage, but now I need a fortitude save from you. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, don't like this. Fort save. There we go. 23. 23. You're all right, LaRusso. Uh, all right. So they all got to take a standard action in the surprise round. Now, still in the surprise round, it goes Rafo and then Zakari and then top around one with Vern. Uh, Rafo, what do you got? Standard or move? Free action, Rafa looks at the thing that stabbed him and says, You just made the biggest mistake of your short, pathetic life. Strikes out at him. As they emerge to attack you guys, you just hear them like, like talking in some weird foreign language to each other that you don't recognize. Uh, That is a 23 to strike as he spins out in a lariat. That's a big old hit. Stan the Lariat Hanson. Uh, 13 points of damage. Oh, brutal. And that's the one uh, right next to you or the one to the north? Yeah, I went for the one right next to me because, you know, he hit me. He hit you. You're mad at him. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. It's a really deep character. (laughs) (laughs) He's just pure id Uh, Zakari, you're up Uh, Zakari is caught by surprise Um, Oh, this is tough Not going to hesitate though He is going to Oh, he's flanked too, I just noticed Yeah, he's flanked Seeing that, uh, he's in a very dangerous situation He's going to Uh He's going to cast defensively and cast the spell. 
So he will attempt uh, to cast defensively here. Talk us through Uh, it for the listeners at home. What DC do you got to hit? What type of bonus you working with? um, Okay, so I have to... I have to hit a DC 17, uh, and I have a plus 11. So I have to roll a natty 6 or higher. You got this, dude. On the die. You got this. Natty 12. Got it. Uh, Nothing more nerve-wracking than casting defensively. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. you got to have faith in these circumstances, surrounded by an ancient religion. Which will give me a uh, plus 2 buff to my AC. Okay. Uh, which I'm, you know, I need to get through around. So I'm hoping that'll help. All right. Not only are you flanked by these two things, you're also blocking the doorway uh, for uh, Vern and Johnny if they oh, want yeah, to yeah. enter so the Oh, yeah, So I'll also uh, take a five-foot step to get out of flanking, which I was going to do anyway. Sure. Uh, and I don't so think I'll you just... can. Surprise Why me? not? It's it's not an it's a free action. Yeah, I did it too for one of my five foot step is a free action. Little creepy dudes. Uh, assuming Troy that I can occupy the this tight square for, in the rubble, can I not yep. occupy that? You can okay. occupy it in uh, where it's more than fifty percent exposed. I will say you're not squeezing. If you wanted to try and occupy like uh, uh, the space that they're in, the, that they popped out of, then I might make you squeeze. Okay. But right now you're okay. Uh, all right, let's. And move he just to- goes with a slight. Tinge of panic to his voice. Vern! <laughs> <laughs> and yes? from there, we move to the top of the round one, and it is Vern's turn. Right. Are they talking to me? Uh, no, they're just talking, shouting orders at each other. Can I do a knowledge check to see uh, what these fellows are? Sure, it is going to be a knowledge local. I don't have that. Well, get out of my bar. Okay. Uh, get out! Since I do not have that... I've that, never seen the the armor that they're wearing. I've never seen this type of armor before. Okay. Uh, Vern will draw his bow. Uh, he has a, a bow that he... A longbow that he's affectionately named Iphigenia. <laughs> and he will... <laughs> And he will fire at the northern... Oh, of course, they're in melee. Uh, yeah. Small little room here. Small little collapsed chamber. Okay. Well, then rather than then rather than rather draw his bow, given that the circumstances are tight, he will instead cast a uh, spiritual weapon. Ooh, baby. So a spiritual phrasmic dagger appears uh, in the space next to... Uh, the northernmost guy. Okay. It's huge. Nice. I'm nice. Just, conf- just confirming that that <laughs> yeah, casting time one action. There it is. Uh, and then I'll roll to hit with that dagger. Okay. Let's see what you got. Classic spiritual weapon. Uh, came up a lot in our, our now defunct Jade Region campaign. Mm. Okay. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. That is a hit. Beautiful. Nice. Okay, and e- and even though it's a dagger, it's still one d eight because of the spell. Uh, awesome for you. I think so you get your wisdom bonus to that damage too, as well. If I'm, unless I'm it's, misremembering, it's plus one point per three caster levels. Oh, okay, different. So it's just a plus one for me. Um, so that is going to be max damage, nine points of damage. Dude, nice. phenomenal! Wow. Awesome. A, dagger, a dagger appears out of nowhere and is just like meow, 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 at this guy's head. Stabby, um, stabby. 
And then I will take a five-foot step to the side in case Johnny wants to get involved. All right. Uh, it is their turn. The one that just took that attack from the dagger will five-foot step away from it to flank Rafo, uh, getting that flank bone, getting that sneak attack, John, and uh, we'll try to stabby-stabby Rafo. Ooh, buddy, that's going to be a 20 adjusted. That's a miss, brother. Yeah. Wow, big old miss. Uh, his buddy, who took a, a big wallop uh, from Rafo, will now uh, attempt to hit uh, with the flanking as well. If a 20 missed, then that's definitely going to miss. And then the guy at the bottom uh, will... Oh, boy, I want to move, but I don't want to provoke from Rafo, so he's going to five-foot step and also attack Rafo. This is good. might be three big misses. I'm going to switch die here. Maybe maybe some 20s? Oh, this is going to be a 20. Uh, no, I'm not flanking. It's a 19, so it's a miss. Nice. Comes in, they all stab, 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 uh, like uh, you're being assassinated, and instead you uh, survive. It is now... Johnny Halfling's turn. Okay. First, I'm going to do a knowledge local on these things to see if I know what they are. <laughs> okay. Do you know your voice mod is on, Skip? Are you oh, it, it, <laughs> oh, it should not be. I don't know yeah. why that For is. For a second, I was like, wow, he's really uh, grabbing, get, getting us in the echoey chamber. <laughs> this thing out? This thing out? Uh, hello? 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 <laughs> there we go. Still on? That's <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, that is a 20. On 20. The knowledge local. These are creatures known as dark creepers. <laughs> dark creepers. Okay. Dark is that what you thought, Joe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are they evil? Uh, hey, hey. He rolled the knowledge check, Charlie. Maybe. Uh, they, are they? <laughs> they, is that what you want to know? Uh, they are uh, not evil. They are yeah, not evil. They're not evil. Neutral. Uh, they're kind of like I actually thought about trying diplomacy like in that first round but I was like what's he really going to do when he gets jumped with knives like he'll cast shield of faith because these guys are like you know they they can be you can talk to them Uh, I know that much they uh, give you a little information on background on them. They lurk in the black places deep below the surface of the world, venturing forth at night or into neighboring societies when the urge to steal and cause mayhem grows too great to resist. Um, they're just filthy, filthy creatures that live. Oh yeah, isn't deep, there any kind of save for like? Uh, smelling them or anything like that because they stink they do stink you smelt that when you came into the room but you've been smelling stink all along and then they were hiding in the rubble with stealth checks and you beat Mm. them but they were they're just really quick they weigh about 80 pounds four feet tall they come up and got you and I believe they speak undercommon is that the language they speak their own strange dark folk or something yeah they speak their own strange language Uh, I can tell you what it is uh, yeah, it's dark folk. But so you know these guys really well. Were they in a <laughs> what you call it? The AP you ran? Uh, no, 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 they weren't. They were in some PFS stuff that really? I ran. Okay, in a module that I ran. Yeah. They look familiar when I see the photo, but I don't uh, ever remember coming across them. Anyways, let's get down to what oh, they can are, do. Uh, are they fey? Are they fey? They are, are not they related fey. to gnomes. No, they're straight up dark folk. Um, so this is the most important thing that I'm going to give you. They have death throws. Remember the old Remoraz? Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. But their death throws are a little bit different. When it's slain, it combusts in a flash of bright white light, 
leaving its gear in a heap on the ground, and everyone within ten feet has to make a fortitude save, or they're blinded. Uh, for a certain amount of time. Uh, so um, it's almost better, but worse in some ways. Uh, when they die, they just explode in white light and could possibly blind you. So that's what you know about these dark creepers. Okay, so then Johnny Halfling's going to shout out. says, Rafo, okay, so this is the ring song. It's a work in progress. I just really wanted to focus on you. Just have it. Everybody be saying, this is, this is, this guy's awesome. It's like, I'm ready for this guy to fight. Okay, so just bear that in mind. Okay, All right, okay. he's going to summon his, his music. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, dear. How's it going? <laughs> when this guy fights in the ring, babe, you know, it really brings the wood. <laughs> it's a ring song by old Johnny Halfling. <laughs> and shout out to Shannon, because she's the source of all things good. <laughs> uh, I said, I, I mentioned being vague about, uh, well, whatever. Well, I'll give you notes later. That's pretty vague. Oh, okay. I feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty hyped up. She's the source of all things good. Yeah, he could have named and he brings the he brings the I didn't the name wood. anything. That's like very vague. He could have listed all of the good things. I normally do. He plugged That's himself normal version. and Shaylin in Ben Rafa's rigs. That's old Johnny Halfling. Hey, who's the best? Old Johnny Halfling. <laughs> it's a ring song, my old Johnny Halfling. So uh, everybody has inspire courage. Plus one, two, damage, and say it's good for effects. Oh, man. I always regretted not joining your campaign, Joe, because I've heard of Skid's Bard uh, that he played in... Uh, why am I blanking on the name of this uh, Council AP? of Thieves. Council of Thieves. Yeah, you know, the thing with Skid is that I think for so long, for five years, <laughs> he's been tortured to just not bring this to the, for- the, to the forefront because he played it for so long. And he was like, I don't want to play that character again. But nobody in the Nash heard that character. No. And he was a halfling bard that was a mother rock star. <laughs> and he just, he, I mean, and th- this guy is different, though. Like, Johnny Halfling is very different. That halfling was a little more uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> I talk like this. this is yeah. All right, fellas, here we go. <laughs> he was like one, one of the Beatles. <laughs> this guy's a little more of a crooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Old so good. Movie. Well, you're all inspired, and uh, it is Rafo's turn. Was that enough to uh, inspire you to act? Oh, yeah. It was quite enough to inspire me. And Rafa cracks his neck as a move action and instigates martial flexibility. You will see the results of which next round. But before that happens, he reaches out and socks the guy that stabbed him right in the face with a punch. (laughs) This dude right next to him. Oh, that was. uh, Sorry, it's hard to see. It's on the floor, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, That's a 24 to hit. That is a hit. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Not great damage. 12 points of damage. 
12 points of damage is enough to blow this dude up. So here's what happens. He uh, explodes in a flash. (laughs) He combusts in a flash of bright white light. Uh, Rafo and Zakari roll a fortitude save. Fortitude save. Uh, 17. 24. Neither of you are blinded. However... Both of the other Dark Creepers are blinded for a certain amount of rounds to be determined. Hoisted by your own creepy petard. Blinded by their own buddy. Uh, So that thing just explodes. You guys that are out in the hallway, uh, Johnny and Vern, just see, poof, like someone just took like an old-timey photo in there. And uh, luckily, uh, Zakari and Rafo are not blind. Moving on to Zakari. Uh, uh, in the space where the one guy exploded, Zakari is going to move quickly, deftly for an older uh, man, middle-aged man, over his corpse, around to the other side of Rafo, uh, step into that square, and then attack the one that is now left uh, that's immediately fighting Rafo. Okay. Um, with a morning star. So he's got this freaking spiked ball on a chain. Swings it around. Whoa, brings it down for a crushing blow. 22 to hit. Yep, Ooh. his AC was already lowered, but you just uh, destroy. And nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Unfortunately, he is still standing. Ah, He's still standing as we go into the top of round two. Vern, you got a dagger. And uh, what do you want to do? Okay, so as a move action, Vern will direct the dagger to uh, go after the northernmost dark creeper. Okay, the one that uh, old Zakari just smacked with his morning star. Yeah, and I believe spiritual weapon a- attacks as a spell, so I don't think I get the benefits of inspire courage on this. Um, and it's just my wisdom. Bo- my wisdom bonus is the pl- is the to hit. That's what modifier. it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. It happens to be the same as my to hit my. I knew that whizbone came in handy. Uh, natural nineteen is that a critical threat, or is oh for a I spiritual think, uh, dagger? It depends on the weapon. Yeah, if it's a dagger, right? Isn't that a critical threat? Uh, I mean, look at the spell. <laughs> oh man, yeah, does it act like the weapon? It does. With I the same think. critical threat no, range. You know what? It has the same to hit and same damage. I think regardless. Well, yeah. I, it has I the remember same threat range and critical yeah. multipliers as the real weapon of its form. Yeah, wow. wow. Cool. I remember threat. reading that like it matters who your deity is when you cast spiritual weapon. I do remember reading that. Yeah, that's why it's a it's a it just takes the form of your deity's uh, weapon, like the emblematic weapon of your deity, or a form that's significant to you. But Phrasma is Vern's deity, so I chose the dagger. Um, Nicely done. All right, two confirm. Two confirm. Mm, Twelve. 12, because it's blinded, its AC is crippled, and that is a critical hit. <gasps> nice. Nice. So this is, I think this is a spell. It would be a spell critical, though, Joe. It is. It is a spell critical. Uh, okay. Spell crit. Okay. It's, it's a spiritual weapon, right? Yep. Yep. Are oh, you able to blow gosh. away the dust on the spell crits submitted <laughs> I know, ages ago? I know. <sighs> these people that put these ones in. Wow. Here we go. Wow. Uh, Clutch crit. Clutch crit. Okay, here we go. This one from, I mean, who knows if these people are even still subscribers. Christian from Fredericksburg, Denmark. 
Ah. Whisper from Beyond. Ooh, that's kind of perfect for the whispers that Vern uh, sensed when she was looking for, or he was looking for haunts when he came in. Your magic is so powerful it tears a hole in reality and brings back a spectral copy of your most recently deceased ally. What? The spectral copy has the image of your ally but acts as the spiritual ally. Acts as capitalized spiritual ally with the following exception. Oh my god, it's so complicated. Uh, <laughs> I got right. a spiritual ally now. Well, let's let's uh, let's work right, out the can damage. Can you just roll double damage? <laughs> yeah. But talk yeah. to me about this in terms of story. When you were at the bar, you were looking for Johnny Halfling because you felt like you needed somebody else to join your party. Was he replacing someone that passed? Was there an uh, ally in your party that passed? You know, I, I'm trying to remember back to our backstory, Joe. I don't believe so, right? It was you yes. that got attacked, and I thwarted your assassination. Yes, no, but we had a party member that had recently passed. Come on, man. So what does he look like? What does he look like, Joe? Or, yeah. Uh, this Matthew, it's your turn. It's your crib. What does he look like? <laughs> Uh, he appears to be a. Uh, I have no idea. What, I don't remember this back. He's a horseman. He's a full-on horseman. No, he looks like we, we did not. We left it blank <laughs> on purpose. It's oh. a totally improv John. Okay. Yeah, so, so whatever you do is, is canon. Oh, okay. now. Well, it can be as as anything you want it to be. You anything. cannot get it wrong. You know, Skid, you kind of look like Ric Flair with that wig on. Yeah. Imagine so Matthew that you were writing a play, and you had to come up with a character for that play. I didn't want to. What would they look ru- like? I didn't want to ruin Joe's careful preparation, but now that I know I can't get it wrong... You can't, can't screw yes. it up. A centaur Art. jumps into the frame. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. A centaur. A centaur who, who wields a morning star. <gasps> That's probably why I liked him, and you were you, the whole time you were like, I don't trust this centaur. I don't trust, I don't trust this, centaur. this centaur. And I was like, but he wields a morning star. You can't always trust a... A beast that wields a morning star. How, <laughs> how do you wipe yourself? <laughs> oh, wait, I, I found an even better one. Uh, maybe you're using his morning star. <laughs> yeah! Oh, I, actually, yeah. that is go. great. Because I have a character creation plus one morning star. So we'll say that he, it was there this was magical morning star that I picked it up off along his the way. Well, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the our ally's name was Maurice. Maurice, of course. Maurice. So, hold on. I lost. What damage am I rolling? Do I double even roll damage. damage? Double damage. Double damage. Okay. <laughs> there he is. I've made him like a uh, like a Jedi Force ghost with the blue jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I think Zakari, like having stolen the Morningstar off his corpse, is going to be shaken. They called him Morningstar Maurice. <laughs> or, uh, that's 16, po- 16 points of damage. From the dagger. Uh, that kills it, and uh, it bursts out in white light. And uh, I need uh, Rafo and uh, Zakari to roll another fortitude save to see if they're blinded. Oh, dear. This one, a natural two. That's an 11. Uh, 26. Oh, unfortunately for uh, old Joe O'Brien, Zakari is blinded for... Five rounds. Oh no! Oof. Brutal. Blind. So you don't he even loves get being blinded. Only for a moment do you get to see an image of your old pal Morningstar Maurice before the lights go out in Sakari Sound. He knows that this is punishment because as the life was bleeding out of Maurice's <laughs> eyes, he swore to him that he would return his plus one Morningstar to his son, and he just never did. 
<laughs> and so he appears in a flash of light and then blinds him. <laughs> His vengeful ghost appears. I ask Morningstar Maurice's son, Morris. <laughs> Morris. <laughs> a strange, oh, a strange lad, but uh, dutiful. Oh, I love this character already. Uh, <laughs> all right, good, good round for Vern. Well, actually, Vern, you still get your action. No, that is, like, I have to use a move action, and then it's oh, do, do is this the spiritual weapon? Yeah, the spiritual weapon acts. I think it, it it's its own thing. Yeah. Oh, so you get to go. Uh, well, in that case, I Joe actually went blind. His camera. Joe went. actually went blind. <laughs> uh. Can I then use my second action to move the weapon again, or is that one point, one time around? No, you're done with the weapon. Now it's just you. You're done with the weapon, man. Is that not enough? Move on from the dagger, Matthew. You called back the spirit of a dead ally and blinded me. All right. Do I have... He's in melee with my opponent, but can I get a shot off with a Fijinaya from where I am? No, you can't shoot around that corner. All right. So if I take a five-foot step back, will that give me... Uh, no. Well, mm, Mm. I'll say you can hit that top of the square. I'm going to give it some cover. Okay. I mean, very low chance to hit because he's in in melee with my He's a little dude, too. He's four feet tall. Come on, Vigenia. Fly true. Fly true. So that is a 13 with the minus four. 13 with the minus four because it is blinded. Uh... Actually, no, because of the cover, that is a miss. So Ugh. it just boom, blah, hits off the uh, the doorway and uh, goes flying. Moving along, it is the one remaining uh, Dark Creeper's turn. He sees his friends have fallen. He sees a giant blue centaur. Uh, <laughs> and uh, fearing for his life, he stabs out in vain, I'm assuming, at Rafo. Uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be a 21 to hit. Much like your entire life, that attack was in vain. Ah, this poor guy, he's rolling, he's rolling good <laughs> hits, but he's going against the guy with the highest AC in Galarian. Uh, so he misses. This is an opportunity to wipe him out. Johnny Halfling. Uh, yeah, Johnny Halfling's going to keep... He's going to stop singing. and Save a round. Yeah, and I think he's just going to hold. He's like, got this well in hand. Yeah. Keeps a round of Inspire in the chamber, and uh, it zips over to Raffo, the beast. It's time to show this munchkin a little Raffo razzle-dazzle. <laughs> he moves his boots back and forth to distract him towards the feet <laughs> as he unleashes a flurry of attacks. The first one is a standard punch to the old noggin. That is going to be a total of a... Wait, I just realized I don't even know what class you are. Oh, Did we say that? It's mysterious. We haven't told anyone yet. Are you, a, are you a brawler? Uh, I'm in the middle of punching someone in the face, Sakari. Can we talk about this later? That's a total of a 18 to hit. It's a hit. Man, I'm getting crushed by that blinded. It's a minus five to its AC. That is going to be 11 points of damage. Brutal. And that was just your first action. What else you got? The second action, what I did was involved my martial flexibility by calisthenics. I am able to improve trip you 
you will have no <laughs> attack of opportunity against the whirlwind, the natural disaster, the master of your universe, Rafo, as he reaches out to trip you. Improve trip me. Improve trip you, brother. <laughs> um, brother. That's going to be 18 against your CMD. Whoop! He falls flat on yeah. his ass. It's not a long fall from there, but he does go down. Uh, five foot step, any type of movement, or are you done? I'm done, brother. Huge round for Rafo Rumblebeard. Uh, comes back to you, Zakari. Zakari, you're blind. Um, you hear a. <laughs> Sound he runs a, screaming sound. towards the fight and swings. <laughs> Centaur. <laughs> uh, wait, isn't the combat over? Uh, no, it's still it's still up. He's laying on the ground, and you're tripped blind. Him. Oh, him. oh, he tripped him. I'm sorry, I missed that. He tripped him. Um, yeah. I thought it would be more embarrassing instead of hitting him twice and killing him for someone else to do something to him. Uh, well, he's blinded. You know what? He's just going to say. Um, Leave one alive if you can, if you are able. We could question them about what they're doing here. Anybody? He's still blinded. Eh? I'm sorry, Maurice. I swear I couldn't find Morris. <laughs> Centaur is just staring daggers at you. <laughs> As a dagger floats around. around its head. <laughs> That's the wrap. Uh, <laughs> all right, goes back to the top of the round. Goes to Vern. Vern, uh, Rafo just socked this dude and then trip him. Uh, how long does Maurice stick around? Uh, he is he is slowly fading out of existence. Maurice, I'm sorry about the Cheerios. <laughs> and he and he gives you a quizzical look, like he doesn't remember what you're talking about, and then disappears. Never mind. <laughs> it's the first Goodbye. last thing you said to him. So. Farewell, dear friend. The Cheerios? Sorry. Sorry. Fades away. Um, (laughs) The Cheerios? Cheerios? Listen, we were adventurers. Things happen. You don't. It's just, you know, sometimes you don't get the chance to say that final thing you need to say. And he doesn't even remember. I didn't realize that General Mills transcended space and time. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Grant. You think I'm talking about the cereal? Yes. Uh, that's a story for another time. You had to have been there. Uh, uh, all right, what do you want to do? You still got that floating dagger. Uh, you did hear Zakari ask to try and keep them alive. Um, what do you want to try and do? So I will hold then. If you know, if we're going to try to keep them alive, it doesn't make sense to strike with the dagger, so I'll just hold for now. Okay, it's laying on the ground. Uh, it's clinging to life, and it just looks up at you, Rafo, and it's like, Now you're talking my language, man. It's like doing the Ric Flair backing into the corner. like We've had the fanciest shoes, the nicest sports car, and all the babes, but you can't stop Rafo Rumblebeard. And then it socks you and gives you like a, oh. a, a low blow. <laughs> Kick to the groin. Ah! Uh, it is wow. uh, surrendering. Do you accept its terms? I accept. Uh, you are out of combat with this dark creeper that is begging on its knees, seeing its slain friends uh, now lying uh, in pools of... Actually, no, they're gone. They're, they've exploded into white light. Uh, he thought he could... Uh, even things out, but he didn't. The dagger disappears. What do you do? This thing is talking its own language. 
Side note, if we all exploded in a burst of light when we died, I think there would be less questions about the afterlife. Like, that's a pretty cool way to go. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah, there's definitely heaven. Did you see that yeah, white light? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Something going on. It was huge. I'm blind. <laughs> For like 18 seconds. Uh, Zakari's going to just, once his vision comes back 30 seconds later, just blinks a few times, sees the creature uh, surrendering. He's just like, we, we do not speak your language common. Do you speak common? Uh, Johnny's going to step in. It's like, uh, I think uh, old Mama Shailen has got a little something that could help. <laughs> and casts Comprehend Language. Ooh, Ooh man. Right. You've always, always wanted you guys to have that at the right time. I never had it. Good. Yeah. I love Johnny Halfling. He's always got something. Uh, so he's just like, ah, 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 and then it starts to make sense. Please don't hurt me. Please don't kill me like my friends. Please, please. I don't want to be a bottle of white light. I don't want to be a bottle of white light. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And uh, Zakari's going to sheathe his morning star. I'm sorry, but you leapt from the shadows, attacked us. We had no choice. It is not our wish to exterminate you. Please, it is a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, uh, misunderstanding totally. Uh, we were, we were, we were, we were hired to to protect this area. That that's that's why we did it. Uh, but you guys, you you guys seem nice. If you let me live, I can forget about the old deal, and uh, we can make a new deal. And I could maybe just leave and go back home because this this new. is all bad. This is all very very bad. By the way, he can't understand us. We can understand him, but... Oh, I can't, he can't understand what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. could you cast... Only I can understand what he's saying. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's just kind we of infer- inferring from your tone, then. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Maybe... Oh, that's interesting. So I can, I can just... I can go? I, 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 what, 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 what do you need to know? Oh, jeez. Uh, just tell us... Everything that you know about this place. This, this place, uh, we, we, no, it seems like you understand me. We were hired, uh, there was, there was a, a group of, of five men, five older men, uh, they, they wore thick cloaks. And, 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 and they told us that, uh, that our job was, was to guard this area and, and then help clear the stairs to up, up. I, I haven't been up, but we removed rubble leading to upstairs. And then they said we were to guard this area. So, so we did, but then something really big and, and that smelled, smelled really bad, uh, came through here. And 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 I assumed that uh, it it killed those five men. I don't know when it happened. We barricaded that door in the other room and came in here, uh, just kind of waiting, waiting to see if the, the men came back, or if if enough time went by that we thought we could just go back to our homeland. But now my best friends are dead. Uh, giant balls of light and. Uh, I don't think we're getting paid for the job uh, that we had. 
So I'd like to just go home if I could. Uh, that's that's really all the information uh, I have. Uh, other than that, the, the, there's a cave up there that's very old, and there is bad magic there. And I know bad magic. I've seen a lot of bad stuff way down deep. There is there is, there is uh, bad magic, and and the men, the old men, they were doing even worse magic in there. We saw it, and we just we kept to our job. We cleared the rubble. We got in the area, and then everything went to shit. I, I relay all that. Hmm. Just wants to go home now. Is that is that all right? I'm sorry. I uh, hit you, um, or trying to hit you. Uh, Zakari is going to kneel down uh, in front of the creature. Look it in the eye. Uh, obviously, it's kind of hard to see. Yeah, you see that long it's like white wrappings, and there's like two he, little red dots. He chokes back the the, the stench, the odor. But Zakari is no stranger to the decay of death, the smell of of decaying bodies, really brutal odors. But he swallows it, looks at the creature, and just nods. Go home. Go now. Bye. And sort of sends him on his way. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you. Uh, my friends belong. You know what? You can keep my friends belongings. I'm going to just go and uh, make some new friends. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and he leaves. Only all of our enemies are so evolved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am going to talk a little dark creeper in the after party. Just say it. You go into detail on these guys a little bit because there's something funny that came up from what you said and what I know and everything. So you said what party. I know and you said. Yeah. Man. I want to hear it. I might if come that to that does, after party. If that doesn't <laughs> tease an after party, we're going to talk Pathfinder Dark Creepers. How do you not? How do you not? My, join that. My email is exploding with Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I can't. I got to close this tab. <laughs> Uh, all, right. all right, so he tells you, yeah, five men, thick cloaks. They were to guard the area. Now you, you realize you put two and two together. That rubble that was cleared, they were clearing it from down here. So whatever was happening upstairs wasn't clearing down into it. Maybe these five men came from underground up into this house that has now been destroyed. And they enlisted the help of these dark creepers. But then something weird happened. And they blocked themselves in here. They think that where those old men haven't come back, maybe they got killed. But they were petrified. So they were just kind of like living up to their end of the deal. It's like, we'll keep guarding. And then at a certain point, we're going to try and get out of here. They said there's an old cave up ahead full of bad magic. They saw the old men doing even worse magic in there. Got some good information. uh, They opened a portal from another reality. Yeah. Yeah, they they tapped into the dark tapestry. They opened a freaking portal. Um, all right, but these old men—isn't it always old men? Always. It's all. <laughs> why do these old dudes always have to do this nonsense? Can't they just retire? Can't you just play chess in the park? Don't you just go sit outside your apartment building on a folding chair with your black socks and your sandals and just right. watch the day go by back and forth back and forth. Play dominoes Daddy. with your family Right. <laughs> Can't you just yell at the kids for unscrewing the fire hydrant Come on <laughs> It's much less dangerous uh, Is there anything on the bodies that ex- or what were the bodies? Uh, so yeah the pile that's left uh, there, uh, you find two daggers, 
They were both wearing rag armor, um, and uh, they didn't have any money. Uh, they, however, they sorry. did have a couple vials of poison. So among them, uh, there's four vials of poison. That's what I was going to ask. I, I'd like to take the poison, unless okay. anybody else has interest in Four it. doses. Uh, what is the poison? Uh, do you oh, have I'm sorry. Knowledge Alchemy? It would be Knowledge Alchemy, which I don't Johnny Halfling does, though. Johnny Halfling! <laughs> I can check it out. You have Craft uh, Alchemy? Ooh. Oh, Craft Nine. Alchemy. Oh, Craft Alchemy. That's what it is. Poop. Yeah, I, I gotta put a point in that. I really do. Yeah, I thought that um, for some reason I was like, Knowledge Alchemy. There should be a Knowledge Alchemy. You know, there's Knowledge there Blank Space. Anyways, yeah, you're not That's 100% true. sure, but uh, you should have asked him before he left. What does this poison do? Yeah, I, I, I felt like it was really, I felt stunted by the, the fact that we couldn't talk to him. I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. Here. i to ask these questions. I have an idea. Let us, let the strongest among us, among us take a sip. We shall observe with a scientific eye the results. Vern, as usual, your instincts are impeccable. Rocco? <laughs> uh, once again, it's a ruffo, and uh, I kind of took a dose in the side of my abdomen with a dagger earlier. I don't know what drinking it would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this, Troy? How about this for stretching it a little bit? I got stabbed in the side and saved. Uh, perhaps I've had experience with this type of poison before. I am a doctor, after all. Could I roll a okay. heal check, having been hit with it? To see if I could determine what it was. Sure. Oh, this is like um, you've uh, <laughs> the name of the pain scale that has like the bullet ant towards the top is named oh, yeah. after a guy who actually got stung by all of those creatures and raided <laughs> them. So this is like exactly what that is, Joe. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, bummer. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, this is what I'll I'll tell you. I won't tell you what the name of it is, but it you know that it is a poison that would do strength damage. Okay. So it's a good thing uh, Rafa didn't take a sip. Uh, it feels vaguely familiar, but uh, cannot place it. Perhaps strength damage. It's yes. black in color and thick, viscous. Yes. Shall we head up the stairs and see where the old men did their seance of sorts? <clears throat> yes, I'm sure there's no danger there at all. Uh, lead the way, Rafa. Oh, yeah. Of course, Vern misspoke as you are going... Down the stairs. Oh, I, thought, I thought they said upstairs. Um, they said they said forward. Uh, I think they, they were talking about upstairs, meaning the the stairs leading to the house. That's the rubble that they cleared. Uh, but you guys are going down. No, but, but when you said where like the um, where the old men were doing like the magic and stuff, where the scary magic is and everything, you just Troy, you just said like ahead, or uh, forward. Uh, I assume that meant down. Is that accurate? That like, is accurate. We're moving in the direction. That seems where to be they... accurate in that there's yeah. no other way to go except down these stairs. Right. So down those stairs you go. And that little alcove thing that is a weird shape that just collapsed flavor, basically. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to roll Dungeoneering, uh, you can to try and get a sense of what was going on in that room. I shall. Oh, 24. 24 yeah this was probably uh and actually if you look uh at the map here i can reveal the space between them uh 
it looks like uh, like a puzzle piece, like it just right. collapsed and was one long chamber. Uh, but where the uh, sarcophaguses went, no one knows. But instead, you guys take the descent, and it is a truly long descent. You start going down 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. You're walking for a while, 100 feet. Still nothing. Just heading deeper and deeper down. At a certain point, you look behind you, and the extent of your light and your dark vision is gone, and you just see darkness from where you came. You look ahead, farthest away from you, 60 feet of dark vision, darkness up ahead. Move again, another hundred feet or so. Still darkness. And not only that, but you notice that as you descend, as you wind deeper into perhaps Carrion Hill's past, uh, the style of the stone starts to change. The architectural styles, as you wind deeper, start to change like you're going through time. (laughs) Another hundred feet. You're 300 feet down. Oh, my God, dude. Well, this is where these guys come from. Like, the Dark Creepers don't come from a hundred feet below the ground. (laughs) I mean, like, they're they're coming from way deeper. Four (gasps) hundred. Five hundred. Oh, my God. Must be hard to breathe. Start feeling it in your ears. Yeah. You see that, like, the stone is is starting to change in places to look more like uh, just a natural cave, but there's still uh, existing architectural structures that are unlike anything you've ever seen. Maybe if you visited the Black Rose Museum, you've seen something like this, but nothing uh, just walking around the streets of Galarian. Uh, you go deeper, 600 feet. 700 feet you go 800 feet before the walls completely change to a natural cave and swaths of dried foul smelling but not sickening black slime cake the last 50 60 feet or so of the stairs all the way down into a enormous wide open cave and you see fluorescent colored lights up ahead. What? Some bioluminescence or something? Water dripping down along the walls, leaving narrow trickles down the stairs as you complete your descent into the following room. Oh, baby. Come on, dude. Uh, uh, Before we ever got down here, by the way, who wanted hits on the wand of Cure Light? I will take one. Thank you very much. One for uh, my man Rafo over there in the corner. That would be great, brother. <laughs> uh, five? Five per- HP. Perfect. Okay. So two down on the old wand. Two down on the old wand. I'm going to reveal the entire chamber to you because it is no longer uh, dark in here because of the bioluminescence of this fungus flora and fauna throughout. Did I get that? Look at that polygon reveal! Oh, nice yeah, That was legit, reveal. dude. That was legit. Ancient wow. stone pillars 
support a stone ceiling here that is hundreds of feet up. Thick sheets of pale fungus and mold cake almost every surface that you can see. Uh, those both close to you and those to the distance. To the south, like around the corner from where the stairs descend, uh, the hall has collapsed in rubble. But to the north... It opens into a vast cavern in which eerie, glowing light flickers. You see that thick, dry smear of black slime all over the place, strange circular patterns in the mold running from the flight of stairs which you just descended north into the cavern. And you also see two bodies. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) So scared. (laughs) Rafo's familiar with mushrooms, brother. Hope you got your pumpkins ready. It's Halloween on Side Quest Side Sesh. 800 feet below! Glass Cannon Podcast SideQuest Side Sesh Series is a Glass Cannon Network production. Paizo Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo Inc. and are used with permission. The Glass Cannon Network is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Inc.